Hi friends, welcome back to the I'm Proud of You podcast. I'm Casey and I hope you're all doing well. How are you? Have you checked in with yourself today and made sure that you're all good? Because uh, that's what we're going to be chatting about for this episode. This kind of like mind dump of an episode, I guess, if you could call it that. I'm going to call it Mental Health Matters episode because, I mean, the title says it all, Mental Health Matters. And it's May, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's May 21st, yeah, 21st, when I'm recording this, and that's wild to me. Like, where did the time go? I, I really don't know. I thought it was May 1st like a week ago so yeah time has just been flying which is weird because we've been in quarantine I don't I don't understand how time is going by so fast I really don't get it it's kind of mind-boggling to me but anyway I digress This episode, as I said before, it's going to be all about mental health, and I kind of want to start like a new series. I don't know. I know I was doing the Monday mantras for a while. I might pop one or two of them in like here and there. I just don't feel like spurting them out every single Monday is something that I can really keep going like sustainably. Just because of, like, since since school is over and I'm just getting into, like, a new routine, work schedules all over the place, not saying this to make excuses or anything, is just, I feel like with Monday mantras, if I'm constantly looking for stuff to talk about, it's going to get really repetitive. And I just want to put out genuine content. And not ones that I feel like are just me putting out a Monday Mantra episode just to kind of get it out there. And yeah, so I'm kind of want to start, I kind of want to start a Mental Health Matters series. And each one that I do, I kind of want to hone in and focus in on one specific topic. So yeah, that's what I'm going to try to do now. And again, it's not going to be a structured thing, like a weekly thing or like a bi-weekly thing. It's just going to be whenever I feel really fired up or passionate about a certain topic relating to mental health or just like society in general that I feel like impacts, you know, our brains a lot. And yeah, I just want to kind of put a ramble out about mental health because I tend to think a lot about these things but it's kind of hard to vocal to vocalize that word yeah vocalize them to others and get it out the way that I want to get it out during conversation with someone who might not have the same viewpoint as me or anything like that so so with that I'll get into what this week's episode is going to be about 
And it is cue dramatic music. I might put it in if I decide to edit it in or not. So we'll see in the future if there's actually music here. But <laughs> it is diet culture. Yes. The oh so lovely diet culture. I mean, that can go in any kind of directions. I don't really know what direction this ramble is going to go in. I do have some like notes written down that I want to make sure I hit on. But really, I'm just going off on a ramble as per usual. So with diving in, like I said, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, but mental health in my opinion, should be focused on all the time because the way I look at it is if your mental health isn't healthy, isn't, if your mental health isn't the best, then everything else follows that. Your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, whatever it may be, I feel like mental health is the first thing that sets everything else up for success or failure or whatever is in between that. I think your mental health really shows in all other aspects of your life. And I really wish this topic wasn't so taboo and there wasn't such a stigma behind it. And I know literally everyone says that. But there is a stigma behind it because at least in our generation, the current generation that I'm in, it's not as stigmatized. People are a lot more open about it. It's more of a common topic. But there are little nuances within the whole realm of mental health that really aren't touched on and that are like shied away from. And it's kind of society kind of picks and choose, chooses what they decide to, what we all collectively, I guess, decide to make quote unquote, like normal to talk about within mental health. And I do see a lot of people coming out and being vulnerable, quote unquote, vulnerable. I know that's kind of a controversial thing on Instagram. Cause like, are you being vulnerable just to kind of get the attention brought to your social media platform or whatever that may be or are you actually genuinely being vulnerable I don't know I don't really know it's kind of becoming a trend and I don't really know how I feel about that so yeah anyway um, what I was saying is I really feel like the whole stigma in of itself needs to really be broken and Going back to what I was saying about the generation that I'm currently in, I'm 20, if that gives any sense of what generation I'm in, to give you an idea. But I feel like our generation and the generation below me, they've really broken that barrier, kind of, between making it inacceptable and acceptable to talk about mental health and our feelings and the way we feel. I kind of feel like the older generation is like, what's for lack of better terms standing in the way 
And what's really detrimental to this is that that generation is what so many healthcare providers and professionals and experts, quote unquote experts, that's who hold those positions. And they don't really hold the same values or knowledge about mental health that so many people in my generation do. And I'm seeing a lot more people in my generation get those careers and expand everything about mental health. But then again, there's some, for examples, like therapists, doctors, any kind of like physicians or anything like that, who still hold true to this old mindset of how things used to be and they don't really translate it into the current the current generation and times have changed like i hate to break it to you but times have changed and there's so much more of a presence of mental health and mental health issues being so so prominent in so many young people and it's a freaking challenge like it's a battle mental health means that you're literally battling yourself pretty much every day and I mean it's not like a hand-in-hand like fist battle and you can't really see the repercussions of it but that's why it's mental health because I hate I hate this term but like invisible illnesses because I I don't know I just feel like it's kind of I don't know I'm I just feel weird about that whole invisible illness kind of label but I don't really know how else to label it sadly but it's so true like you you can't see what's going on in someone's head like if you could then I really don't think mental health would be as much as an issue but it is and that's kind of what we need to accept in this world or we just need to make it more accessible for those who genuinely need the help to get the help and not have to jump through constant hoops of insurance and money and oh you don't look sick so you must not be sick or you're just crazy it's just a phase or any of those words that are so so degrading and I'll get into the whole power of words kind of thing later on in the episode that's definitely a topic that I want to touch on because I feel so strongly about it like so strongly that I might just make a full other episode on the mental health matters kind of thing about just the power of words because I did a whole art project about this and it's still one of my favorite projects that I've ever done because there's just so much of emotion and like my own feelings and emotion that I poured into that piece and I just love it so much and I just want to keep expanding on it and if you guys actually want to see it I made it's like um it's like a video it's an actual art piece but then I made it into like a video type thing with a talking audio layer over top of it and put it into like a YouTube video. It's the only YouTube video that I literally have on my channel. If you want to call my, yeah, my YouTube channel. So 
I could always link that in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. I think it's a really powerful, really, really powerful piece. And that's what everyone who's seen it has told me. And I'm really glad that I got emotion out of myself and both out of others in that piece because that's really the point of it. And yeah, I got off on another (laughs) tangent. So I'll try to wrap it back into what we're actually talking about on this episode, which, I mean, we are talking about mental health, but the whole aspect of diet culture and diet culture within our society and how that really, really, really impacts mental health in so many different forms. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to touch on all of them in this episode, but let's try. So, um... With mental health and just diet culture altogether, I feel like it's really overlooked. Like, I know diet culture is talked about a lot. Mental health is talked about a lot. But in the grand scheme of things, it really is just overlooked in my eyes. And I think the scary thing about diet culture is it literally pops up everywhere. Like, literally everywhere everywhere it's ridiculous to me and I know I'm so much more aware of it because of how much of an impact it's had in my life and I'm more prone to be able to kind of spot it out it's like sort of like a needle in a haystack kind of thing but it's like that needle's like glowing so I can see it more and point it out more whereas other other people they might not be able to if it hasn't really impacted them a whole lot, or if they think it hasn't really impacted them. Because, you know, it's a sneaky little bastard, and it just kind of can pop up and internalize in people, and they might just think it's quote-unquote normal to do all these things that society deem are normal. Like, I'm... I'm blanking on examples, but literally there's so many examples. It's like when you, when someone asks you about like an opinion or a memory you have, you're it literally like wipes your brain clear. You're like, "What what is life?" Like I I don't remember anything. But anyway, like I said, we're going off the cuff here. I'm just rambling. And what is an internalized aspect of diet culture? just the whole I feel like it's always changing and that's why I can't pinpoint one specific thing because like can't even keep up with it and that's why just the term diet in general it's I, I I just don't understand why it's still a thing I mean I get like diet like everyone has a diet like everyone does but the word diet now in our society means like, oh, like you're trying to like lose weight or trying to gain weight or trying to like beef up or what, whatever. It's like we're constantly bombarded with everything about do this for your body, 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 do this for your body. Like it's, and so many of them are contradicting. Like how many different quote unquote wellness things do you see like everywhere it's in ads it's literally everywhere and 
we're getting into the point now where I'm getting to the heated part of why diet culture makes me so mad. It's because diet culture, I hate to break it to you folks, but it's a like a multi-million dollar industry. When you see all those commercials about whatever diet, new diet and stuff, that commercial, that product does not have your, your, they're not thinking of your well-being in it. They're thinking of how can we make money off of this person? Because we live in a time in society and culture where it's just capitalism. Everything is capitalism. Even making people feel bad about themselves is capitalism. People capitalize off of this and they make money off of these people, well, off of literally everyone, just because they feel bad about themselves. And they use tricky little marketing skills to get inside people's skins when they might not even realize it. And again, like I said, go back and going back to that whole internalizing things. They internalize us to think we have to cut out certain things from our life or cut out things that we enjoy in life just so we can look a certain way? Um, Like, no, would you rather be happy or would you rather look a certain way? I mean, you can, you can have both. I'm saying there are people who, like, they, like, they're thriving and everything and they're, like, whole fitness and wellness and health and whatever and whatever works for you works for you but the thing that's so that's so murky with diet culture is they put people into this box they give you this formula where it's like if you follow x y and z then you will see x y and z benefits from it but that's not physically possible because every single body Everybody is genetically different. Everyone's predisposed to a certain type of body. No, it, to use the cliche little metaphor, like we're all like little snowflakes. Like no two of us are alike. We might be very, very, very similar, but no two of us are alike. And I just wish that that could resonate more in the whole realm of diet culture and yeah it's yeah so it just really makes me heated that something that can come off as so like oh we're doing this for your like well-being like do this for this and this it's they're just making money off of you and it just keeps roping you back in and back in and back in time and time again because there's so many different trends popping up and not all of them are bad some of them the ones that I'm seeing more recently now at least in the realm that like I see are more like I, the word like mindful comes into play like they're a lot more mindful and they're not so much of they're not so much of a focus on your physical body it's just how you like feel like feeling comfortable in your body and everything like that. So that was my whole first little tangent about diet culture. And it's it's just kind of like the comparison trap on social media. It's kind of, it's pretty much similar to that. 
it's like everyone's trying to kind of one up each other with all these different diet culture things in their life. How many times can I say diet culture within one episode? But you know what this episode's about? Uh, yeah, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I just wish that it could completely be bashed and shunned away from our society. It's getting there. I really feel like it's getting there. Because another thing that I want to touch on is, like, body positivity and all of that. But I kind of want to touch on that a little later. Um, yeah, right now, I want to highlight more on the whole educational aspect of it and kind of how little education there is about it. And if there's a little bit more, I really think it wouldn't be as misunderstood. Just like mental health in general, I feel like it's really, especially in like the school system, like like the typical public school system, it's very much generalized and not really shown in the light of day that it really is. I mean, you don't really want to educate kids on like all the nitty gritty of it unless they really want to know about it. You know, that's why people go to continue like to higher education to focus on on that and and all that. Um but there's just so many things thrown our way constantly. Like there's constant content thrown our way lately. Well, always there's always constant content thrown towards us and like I said it's just like really really hard to keep up with all of it and it can it can make you feel like you're drowning if you're really in the in the midst of all of it of taking it all in with like what do I what do I do or what what do I follow and really you don't have to follow anything like you follow what your mind tells you is best because your mind and your heart and your soul really know you best. And I really wish that I would have known that years ago because I was one that fell. I, I don't really know if I fell for like diet culture. I don't really know. I don't, I don't really know what I fell for or I guess just society just in general kind of got roped into it and I've been on a constant um battle with mental health for like for multiple years since I was like 14 I want to say I don't know I could I don't really want to dive the like dive in deep with like my mental health journey and everything like that in this episode but I'm debating about doing an episode about it. I don't really know if I want to because I know when I typically see podcasts about it, I don't know. Sometimes I click on them. Sometimes I don't because again, like I said, it can be another comparison trap where people can listen and then they can compare their struggles to yours and be like, oh, I don't have it as bad as them or like someone always has it worse kind of thing. Like again, trying to like one up each other with our own mental health and our own journey again, which no two are alike. Everyone's journey, mental health, physical health, whatever it may be, is completely different. And there's not a roadmap to it. I wish there was. Life would be a lot easier. But then again, life wouldn't be as 
fun and curious either. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys would want to hear a more in-depth kind of conversation on my mental health personally, I might consider doing that in the future. But, yeah, I mean, I'll sprinkle in this episode, like, current, like, how some things kind of trickled into my own mental health and how it relates to me. But, yeah, I don't want to dive in, like, super, super deep with with all that right now. That might make for a really, really long episode. I really got to, like, if I'm going to do that, I really got to, like, plan it out, like, how I'm going to, like, structure it. Because then I feel like I'm going to go all over the place if I don't. And it would just be really confusing. So, just let me know if you guys want to hear something like that. Um, so, back to the whole education thing. And that's kind of where I, how I got off on this tangent. But... Uh, primarily in like in like high school like middle school high school even as young as elementary school okay I feel like even that young mental health awareness should be definitely pushed more amongst not like pushed onto them but like just again it's like made aware of it and just make younger kids like elementary age kids just more in tune with how they actually feel and realize that their feelings are okay and they're valid and they don't need to like run from their feelings or anything like that. Like they can speak openly about it. That's all I want for literally everyone is just to be able to speak openly about their feelings and emotions because like we all have them. So why can't we talk about them? I I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I do get it because I was in that spot for so long in my life where I was like, oh no, feelings, like no, I'll just like run from them or I'll like push them down or I'll like do this and this and I'll just like avoid them and what's feelings? I don't know. But anyway, I'm sort of, sort of past that. I still fall in, fall victim to that mindset once in a while, but I think we all do. It's just human nature, unfortunately. So... With education, I just feel like at every stage of a young person's life as they're going through education and developing and growing, they should really, it should really just be put in place that mental health education and awareness should just be a thing. Like it should just be a normal thing on the curriculum. And because I feel like that's something every, literally everyone can take with them and actually take with them that's of value from school and not all this analytical and numerical type of formulas and shit like that that I hate to break it to you but like I haven't used like almost any of that now being out of high school for two years so yeah um I don't know why we continue to do this in the school setting, but the where I'm getting from, what I'm getting at is just that mental health awareness needs to be on school curriculum. Yeah, that's my stance on it. Because while I while it is touched on, again, like I said, it's very brief and I think it's not really hit home enough or really 
just shown in a light where it's like this is important and this can resonate with everyone so like make sure you're okay and it's okay to have feelings it's okay to have emotions and back to wrapping back into the whole like diet culture mentality is I feel like some school curriculums they don't do a good job of even keeping diet culture out of their curriculum because at at least from my experience it wasn't because literally in health class I don't know how many of you guys did this but I remember this in 11th grade I want to say 11th grade 10th and 11th grade are like gigantic blurs to me in high school because it's when I was struggling with my mental health the most so yeah that that correlates perfectly (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was in 11th grade though it might I don't think it was senior year yeah yeah no it was it was 11th grade and I just remember in health class literally there was a whole unit where you broke up into teams in like pairs of like two and three and you researched a diet and then everyone every group in the class gave a presentation on said diet tell me why why does that have to be in the curriculum I really don't understand it. Like, I get it. They're making you... I mean, actually, no, I don't get it. Like, I was just about to say, like, I get it. They're making you aware of different diets. But why do they have to make you aware of certain diets when you're literally a growing pubescent, like, a young adult? Like, why? If anything, that's perpetrating it more to be like, hey, look at all these diets out there. Pick one. I I don't understand it. I deeply hated that project. And oh, my, it was so like I get a lot of the diets people researched were like kind of ridiculous and people were like, "Oh, this like I'll never do this." But like you never know what that might trigger in someone. You are at such a young and malleable age at that point in your life. I don't understand why they would even want to expose you to that and have you work on it as a project for a grade you're literally giving a presentation on a diet and you're getting a grade for how well you did on it i oh my um just thinking back and like remembering it it just makes my blood boil even more because i guarantee you they're still doing that same curriculum now and so many kids before me did that as well and just, uh, oh God, I just think of like the reper- repercussions that might have on someone. I, I don't understand. I really, I really don't understand it. And another thing with the health class that spurs me into like another story. So it's like, it's little story times throughout this whole episode. I love it. Okay. You get to hear me get heated and get to hear my thoughts and blood boiling things <laughs> within this episode. So yeah, here's another one. So in health class, I really, really, this one actually really sticks with me because it's something that kind of spiraled 
my like my eating disorder like more well it was like the very very early stages of that so it was back in I literally think I was a freshman in high school this is how much that I remember I was a freshman in high school like I was I don't even know how old I was then but like I'm going into my junior year in college and I still remember this but like this is such a typical project to give out anyway I'll get into the actual project to stop like beating around the bush but (laughs) in health class I I know I guarantee you that like 90% of you have probably done this or had this assignment given in your quote-unquote health class because they're educating you about health so let's have you go onto this app here I'll give you this piece of paper you track everything that you ate that day and then we'll enter it into this arbitrary calculator online where you just put your height and weight and then it can automatically mag- magically just generate a certain number that you're supposed to fuel your body with that's quote unquote healthy and you are again a, an ad- a adolescent a young adult a growing young adult. So let's have this number that goes off of your BMI, which is a whole nother thing that's complete bullshit that literally does not dictate how healthy you are. It reflects nothing, literally nothing about your overall health because it judges you based off literally how tall you stand off of the ground and that's pretty much it it bases you off of your height well I guess like your height and weight right I don't know all the nuances behind it but I know that it is complete bullshit and I have heard multiple doctors talk about how inaccurate and arbitrary it is yet it is still used in modern medicine love that But anyway, so, you know, they give you the sheet of paper, the worksheet, and they're like, okay, track everything that you eat in a day or a week or like over certain days and just like bring it in and we'll like get on the computer and go to this, this app, this website, and we'll enter in everything that you ate and it'll pop up and it'll show everything you ate and how many calories and it'll show your percentages of like different carbs and fats and proteins that you've had throughout the whole day and you know you're like you're in high school like a a freshman in high school or whatever year in high school like how like you're you're not I don't even know how to put this into words right now. Like, you're not focused on your health reel at that point. Because, again, you're a young, growing adult. And really, at that age in your life, you really shouldn't have to be focusing on your health that much. Like, I understand kind of the concept behind them doing that is to make you aware of certain things. But literally the whole aspect of just even just like serving sizes and things like that 
are so, so ridiculous. Like, they're, like, say, for instance, like, you have, like, a cookie or something, and, like, what, what would you think a whole a serving of a cookie is? You would think it's the whole cookie. But then you look, and it's actually, like, oh, no, half a cookie is, like, one serving. And, yeah, because, like, everyone's going to be eating, like, half a cookie and cut it in half be like, oh, I'm just going to have one serving of this cookie. It's like, no, you're going to eat the whole damn cookie. But then you enter that onto this, like, whatever calorie tracker because that's literally all it is it literally just focuses on your calories like yes it does I know it shows like your carbohydrates and your fats and your proteins it shows all that but when you're that young and what they're really drilling in mostly are like the calorie number and I'm sorry but again everybody is different and everybody's gonna eat a different way and have a different way that their body functions best on a certain amount of food and calories so this whole like it probably like most of what are the most of those apps they go off like a 1200 or something like that 1200 calorie intake and that's enough for like a two-year-old child okay I know you've probably heard this so many times and how messed up it is but like I just I just can't mm, I just can't because for me that really like I have a really, well, I guess especially then, but like malleable mind, especially in that point right now, not so much. I have like kind of like filter and like one of those like, like fences around it that just like shoot, like be like, oh, are, are, are you chill? Can you, can you be let in? Like, no, like you're bullshit. Like leave. I don't need you in my, in my head. I got enough stuff in there that I'm trying to weed out. It's kind of like that. So, but then, but like when I was in high school, I didn't have that barrier up. Like, I, I was just, like, letting all this shit infest my mind so much. And that's how I got to, like, to such a rough point in my life. And because, like, again, society just tells you, like, it's normal. Like, oh, it's just normal to track everything that you're putting in your body and every move that you're making with your body and constantly be focused on what your body looks like and compare it to what that person's body looks like and what that person is doing or not doing or anything like that. So at this age and point in my life, like my brain was like very malleable. So that really, really stuck with me. And then it, you know, (laughs) spiraled back around. And guess what I ended up using? Like, uh, I don't think it was like, it wasn't like right after that, but it was very shortly after that, that I started like actually like going out of my way and like using this app. And like, I know that like, I can't, couldn't have been the only one to do that. Like there, there has to be so many other kids who also did that. And they were like, oh, this is like, I should be doing this. That whole, you know, quote unquote should, like you should be doing this and you should be doing that, but you're not obligated to do any of that. And I just got in my head about like, Oh, like I can control more because I'm kind of like a control freak and uh, around certain things, certain things. But back then I was like, oh, I can control this. So like it made me feel like I had something like under control. But then that just spiraled and spiraled and spiraled. (laughs) And yeah, it just didn't lead me down a good path. And how did I get that tool to know to track 
what I was putting in my body and what I was like how I was moving and everything like that it was because of a project that we did in high school and I think that's so detrimental to so many kids and now I don't know if it's still a thing or if like it was just a surge in like social media like shining a light on it because it was like newer but the whole Weight Watchers thing that now has a child app to it where it's literally targeting 7 to 12 year olds tell me why that was even developed why I just imagine people sitting around the table like a conference table and being like okay how can we fuck with kids because with kids health more it's like we already got to the older generation so how can we instill it in even in an even younger age for people to hate themselves and constantly want to be changing their body and changing everything about themselves and not be happy with themselves because we can profit off of that, but we can make it seem like we're out for the best of their health. Like we can make it seem like we're doing a good thing and just making you aware of, of just like what you're consuming. When you're that young, when you're seven to 10 years old, I'm sorry, but Actually, no, I'm not sorry. Why did you even say I'm sorry? But nutrition and just like the food that you're consuming should not even be like a worry in your head. Like that is your caretaker, whether that be like a mother, a father, whatever. That's kind of there. It's like you can, it's good to educate kids about nutrition. I get that. But Weight Watchers is not doing that. They are not educate like value, like giving valuable education to children through this app. Uh, it just, it boggles my mind. And when I first saw that, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, you have to be kidding me. Like, this is a joke. The fact that they could get this through like branding and actually get this through into the media just proves how messed up diet culture is and is targeting kids younger and younger so are we going to just like pop a kid out and be like, okay, here's your diet app. Like, here's your screen. Here's a diet app. Like, go on it. Like, which diet are you going to do now? Like, let's spin a wheel and see what this kid's diet's going to be when he comes out of the womb or when she comes out of the womb or whatever gender you identify as comes out of the womb. Because like, we're getting to that point. Like they're targeting seven to 10 year olds. Like, I can't even say that enough because it's just so messed up. And if anyone supports Weight Watchers doing this, like, actually, like, like, let me know. Just, like, give me your perspective on it. Like, like, why do you, like, support it? Like, I want to hear the other side. But I really, really highly doubt that there's all that many who actually support it. Who, people who actually are informed about it and still continue to support it. Unless they're the ones, of course, making money off of it. And then they're going to be all for it. Because, you know, again, coming back around to capitalism. Good old capitalism. You know, it's, it's what kind of runs this country. It's why the economy is more important than human health at this point right now. I mean, am I right or am I right? Like, I mean, 
you can have your opinions on it, but that's mine. So, moving on. Um, again, now let's go into, like, more of the body positivity realm of it. And while I'm, I'm super happy about the whole body positivity movement, I'm so happy to see it growing and expanding on social media as much as it is. And there's so much body diversity now on social media because I know when I was really in the traps of when I first fell into the whole Instagram comparison trap and social media back when I was like 15 or 16 or something like that. I don't know. Somewhere around that time. It definitely was not present then. And I'm so happy to see it like that now. And I'm all for people loving themselves and accepting who they are and everything like that. But I mean, I do have some issues with body positivity because when you're really, really just struggling with yourself and you're constantly throwing these messages about just like, oh, love yourself. Like you're, you're so great. Just like love yourself and love your body and love the way it is and love everything about yourself and just fully accept yourself and it'll be all fine. And it'll be like a magic rainbow just like pops over your head and you're just always positive about everything. And I get that's like completely unrealistic and that's not at all what the main goal and premise of body positivity is. But I feel like with all these messages constantly thrown out, it can be really daunting to just for people just to feel like, oh, I just have to be like happy. Like I, I again, with the whole like shoulding yourself, like I, I should be happy about my body and I should be happy about how I look and everything like that. And I'm just a really big component for like body neutrality, like just being okay with your body. You don't need to completely love it and fawn over it, but you sure as hell don't need to beat it to a pulp and degrade it. And just having that happy medium. I mean, it can be related to like literally everything. Just a happy medium is good for pretty much a good majority of topics in life. And I mean, yes, like, like I said, loving your body is really, really important because it's your home and you're only given one body and it's unique to you and embracing it is awesome. Accepting it is awesome. I'm all for that. Um, chucking along on that journey right now. And it's, I mean, it's not a, like a flat line or like uphill completely uphill like journey like it's a rocky road especially in the diet culture land that we live in now but one thing that really sticks with me is that you are so much more than your body like your body is literally the vessel that is carrying you through this life and through this earth and call me woo-woo, call me hippie, but it's like really what's inside and your soul and spirit and being that really is what matters. And how you treat others is what matters. And how you treat yourself matters. And just what kind of human you are just matters because you are like, you are so much more than your body. Like think of all the different aspects of life that you are that aren't re aren't related to your body like all the different labels or titles that might fall 
in the realm of who you are that don't have to do it all with your body. The only aspect that your body has in those labels is that it makes you present there. Like, yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say about that. And another phrase that I really like to remind myself of and others of, and I'm actually making a print of it right now and I'm really excited to do more art with that, is that your body is the least interesting thing about you. Again, your body is the least interesting thing about you. You are such a unique and interesting and multifaceted human being, individual, and that has so much more to do than what your external appearance looks like. And if it changes, if your external like presence changes, you're still the same person. You still have the same values. You still have the same moral ethics and everything like that. Your body's allowed to change. You are allowed to change. We're not in this life to just remain stagnant. And I really feel like that's kind of what diet culture is trying to perpetrate to everyone is that you have to maintain this type of body or this kind of standard when that's not feasible for literally anyone. Like as you age, as you like develop and just grow throughout life, like you're going to change. It's inevitable. And the more you try to fight and force against that and give into diet culture, the more your body is just going to fight back and resist against that. So why not just lean in and get uncomfortable and just get uncomfortable until you are so comfortable with being uncomfortable that like it doesn't even phase you anymore. So yeah, I've, I feel like diet culture is just like constant like boomerang thing like they throw it and then it like you see it and then it hits the wall and it bounces back to them and you're like okay cool it's gone but then that boomerang comes back again and then it hits again and then it leaves and then you're like okay it's gone it's just it's a sneaky little bastard and it pops up everywhere like literally everywhere as I said before yeah and it's just it's just ridiculous to me so yeah that's what I have to say about like body positivity and all that. Again, not hating on that at all. Like I love that whole space and I love seeing people rock who they really are like on social media and just in general out living life to the fullest and loving themselves like you do you. And like when it comes to just like accepting ourselves like within that's really like the first step and once you can kind of do that at least my own personal experience and like sort of again going back to the analogy of just like weeding out all that shit within your brain like once you do that it's like organizing like a closet and like decluttering everything and like getting rid of that old junk that you don't need anymore like you put that in a box or a bag and you like push that off to the side and you're like okay I'll put that on depop later and I'll sell that and it'll get a new home and then that box ends up sitting there for like three more months because every day you walk past it and you're like I'm gonna put that on depop (laughs) I'm gonna sell it then I'm gonna give it a new home but then it just ends up still sitting in, in your home so list that shit on depop and get it out and give it a new home okay I'm saying this mostly because it's a reminder to me to get 
the bag out of my damn car and actually put my old clothes on Depop. So anyway, (laughs) um, it just really helps to declutter your mind. And that makes room for so much more just like space, obviously, but it allows you to like rekindle with maybe that like old passion that you have or just like find a new passion or a new hobby or dive in deep with something that you never ever thought you'd be interested in and have that light you up so much more than being infested with diet culture and all this comparison on social media ever have or ever will be like I get that that struggle it it will still linger within you like no matter what and just having just a rocky road of like body image and everything like that like that's super hard to get over and you I don't really know if you ever really get over it you just learn how to let the thoughts come in from that and then push them aside kind of or not even push them aside just be aware of them acknowledge them and move on and not act irrationally on them or not act in the way that diet culture is telling you to act on them because it's complete bullshit as I've said multiple times in this episode and I was gonna dive in deep about like I said before about how words can really impact an individual in this whole sense and especially like again with diet culture the words that diet culture throw at us like weight loss and like tone up and all this bullshit and stuff like that and whatever other sneaky little route that they take but I think the whole words matter kind of thing and topic I'm gonna address in a whole episode in itself because I really have a lot to reflect on that and yeah um I think that's gonna kind of wrap up my whole ramble and rants about diet culture because I feel like this episode has just been like a roller coaster of me getting really, really amped up over things and then coming back down <laughs> from them and then getting onto another soapbox and then coming back down and then finding another one and another one because I could go on literally forever about this. And it's almost been an hour now and it doesn't even feel like I've been talking for that long. But I will end off with. A proud of me moments as per usual and a proud of me moment is honestly just doing this episode in general and just talking about something with mental health and relating to diet culture and how that is in our society and kind of addressing all those things the stories that I've told about me in high school because I've never really spoken them out loud or shared them like on social media or anywhere kind of anything like that So, yeah, I mean, you guys listen to it here first. So, yeah, um, so that's why I'm so proud of me for that. And if you guys resonate with anything that I said in this or you just want to slide into my DMs and just go off on another rant and I'll rant with you about diet culture or just anything mental health related that you just want to talk about rant about get off your chest whatever it may be like feel free to send me a message I will be happy to chat 
and my Instagram is at Consciously Casey. And you can find the podcast Instagram. It's at I'm Proud of You dot pod. And also, I have recently started to post on my art Instagram that I've had for like a long time. I'm just going to post like my random art on there that I've been working on because I'm constantly always working on several pieces at once. And I just feel like I wasn't able to really share all of them on my main account, Consciously Casey. And I just really want a space for all my art to live on this digital platform we call Instagram. So yeah, you can find that at Artwork by Casey. I'll also link that. I have so many Instagrams. Oh my God, how do I even keep up? But yeah. And again, uh, if you took anything from this episode, if you found it helpful in any sense, if you related to it in any way, let me know. If you could leave a rating and review, that would be awesome. And that would just make my heart so, so happy. Remember to subscribe so you see the little I'm proud of you icon pop up every time that I upload an episode and you can listen to it right away when it comes out. And yeah, um, what's a question that I could finish off asking you guys? Um, Have you ever experienced anything like those stories that I told about me in high school and in the health classes and just anything that you find really just like messed up that they have in the school curriculum that you, you just look at and you're like, why? Like, why is this in here? Like, what value does this have? So just, just let me know. I'm curious. I'm curious if it's like the same aspect of what I talked about or if it's like something completely different. And yeah, I'll leave you guys with that. I want you to know, of course, that I am proud of you. And I hope you're proud of yourself too. Bye guys.